Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello and welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Football Podcast. Liz Lozen, Matt Harmon, Brett Raider. Here again, it is quarantine day 25-ish, depending on when you started. It was 25 officially for me today because I I counted. What about you, Matt? I haven't counted. I just, when I tweeted about it the other day, I said, question mark, if. Like, it's, I don't know. I have no idea. We've been here a minute. Uh, (laughs) How's it, how you feel? I know. How are you feeling? Like, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your emotional state? You know, I got two, two, two little kids is a lot I will say they've been kind of fun though in some I mean at the end of the day I am I am ready this is unlike me there has not been a day since quarantine has started that I don't open a bottle of something which is which is actually Mm. for all of my big talk pretty unlike me interesting but not not in not in quarantine and (laughs) I I got twister for the kids so that has been actually kind of fun to play with them yeah this week has definitely felt the weirdest um it's but, raining you know, in LA are. too which I think yeah. is affecting us because it's not normally rainy or it's been quite rainy and like another day of mm-hmm. rain so like you can't like go out and get your walk or like you have yeah. dogs like you can't take the dogs out in the same way so I mean did discover today that the new puppy uh loves the rain which oh good I'm uh, good for her not good for me because like, that's awesome <laughs> I'm like get the hell back inside I don't want to be out here Oh, I would love to like, I like that when like the kids go out and like I, we can run in the rain and the house is already trashed. Then like throw down an old towel and who cares? No one's coming over. Yeah. Yeah, She just, I mean, uh, she, I could, I could like not care less if, um, she's messy or whatever, but, uh, I don't particularly like to be out cold and wet. Yeah. Cold, cold and wet. And (laughs) also it's like, you know, I'd love to like run with her, but I'm also like kind of trying to leash train her because she's got some Mm. problems there. And like, I mean, these are my, these are my big struggles here with the, with the puppy, but I'm glad that we have uh, them because I would lose my mind if we, if I didn't have something to do with, with that. Yeah. That's fun. Well, also um, something that's like not as fun for some of these franchises is thinking about all of the needs that they have. We're going to start with, potential holes for all of the AFC East teams. I'm sorry, all of the AFC teams in general. Oh, I don't not know getting why off that easy. 
don't know why I just decided to start with AFC East. Um, but before we do, I just want to make sure because we talked about it on last week's episode, the Yahoo Fantasy Football game is live. We told you it would be coming live this week, though we weren't sure exactly what day this week. Um, but it is. It is up. So go ahead and sign up. Do a mock draft or two or three or 700. Please start mocking. What else are you going to do? Because we know, like Matt said, you're not going to go clean your house. And you probably don't have a puppy to leash train. And maybe you got kids <laughs> to play Twister with, but Amazon is backed up. I got the last box. So nice. go and do some mock drafting. Um, also, as we tape this, the draft I can't believe this, Matt, is two weeks away from tonight. What an upside down world. Remember when we were talking about paddle boats in the in the fountain at the Bellagio? Oh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Um, I, I yeah, When Brett told me, like, yeah, we got two more shows to fill before Thursday night, the draft is like, oh, my God, the draft is two weeks away. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think, like, what the hell is going to happen after the draft? But, I mean, yeah. It, oh, we'll let this- you know. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be here. Yeah. Uh, this, this, like, I definitely this whole virtual draft thing is is fun for for one because I think it creates a decent amount of like content because we can make jokes about like which which GM is gonna you know do something stupid like who's gonna get hacked on Zoom or whatever, a- and then there's also the the angle of like. I love that just now every NFL team is like, you know, we really got to beef up like our IT and our security or whatever. <laughs> and some of the stuff, like when you talk to people that work in for teams or work in the league or whatever, it's dark. Like people that work in outside tech that go in the, or then have any experience in working with team tech, it's apparently pretty like embarrassing what is like going on because with, it's so behind. yeah archaic and old and they're behind and i mean this is just now finally woken them up to like hey we're we're billion dollar industries we should probably have our shit together from a cybersecurity perspective and apparently they don't <laughs> well i mean gettleman is trying to get a hold of those computer guys finally yeah. rudin probably thinks zoom is the name of a wide receiver and uh pete carroll is likely hoarding all of the gum in Northwest in the Northwest period for himself. Cause I, I, this is going to be, I I hope we get like video reactions of all of these GMs and coaches as they're like trying to, to your point, figure out how to select these guys on their, on their uh, digital box. Pete Carroll is definitely my favorite to like, you know, the super old person um, like FaceTime angle when there's just their chin and up their nose. (laughs) Or like every time I, I, I mean, sorry, dad, but every time I like face chat with my dad or whatever, it's just like his face is at the very bottom of the screen and like he's taken up the bottom quarter of it. And then the top three fourths is just his, his house. Like that, that's another one too. Just the upward, like their forehead. That's the part I'm excited to see. I mean, we're not going to see it probably from a public perspective, but yeah, Pete Carroll may very around. well just not draft a player, but instead post an inspirational quote. Makes sense. That could happen. All right. So let's talk about those team needs. We're going to start with the AFC, like I said, and uh, we're going to kick things off with the Bengals, who obviously have the first overall pick in the 2020 draft. Matt, I might need a quarterback. Maybe. <laughs> maybe that's uh, also, I mean, Tyler Eifert and his mullet went down to Jacksonville to compete with Minshew's. So maybe they need a tight end. I hear it's, it's something that is often said that tight ends can uh, often be useful security blankets to burgeoning young quarterbacks. Yeah. Right now they've got uh, your boy, CJ Uzoma 
and uh, that guy drew sample. I don't know. That's just they drafted what him last year real high. Remember after he like caught yeah, seven it was, passes he had, like, over ten career. catches or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was I think it was, like a second or third round pick or something. He was kind of banged up his rookie or whatever. So yeah, I mean if, if like from a fantasy standpoint, that's the spot that I think they definitely kind of need the most from a skill position standpoint. Like they're sneaky, pretty like from like on paper standpoint they're kind of sneaky good at wide receiver because mm-hmm. you know aj green and john ross and uh tyler boyd and uh and auden tate like those guys can all play but they're all big like except Boyd, they're all huge health question marks so there's definitely some chance that they could add a wide receiver and like maybe a backup running back but i think beyond quarterback the thing we want them to add the most is obviously offensive line help sure Sure. Some linebacking help wouldn't be bad either. Um, so. Oh yeah. Their linebackers last year were like a, who the hell are these guys? Like a cast of goofballs back there and their run defense was terrible. So yeah, I think, I think there's a chance that I, I was like when rebuilding teams, like really go all in on one side of the ball in, in a specific draft and, and like become kind of almost imbalanced, but you know, it, it's a, it's a necessary thing to do when you're kind of trying to strengthen up. Like you can't solve it's, instead of trying to solve each unit by like 35, 40% at a time, like maybe try to solve your offense by 60% or something like that. So go all in on the offense in this draft. I think that's kind of an appealing thing, especially because you're getting a, a quarterback prospect the number one overall. And you have a head coach that is very young that you're all in on as well that changed after 15 years of the same regime in the city and comes from the McVeigh coaching tree which obviously and was a quarterback's coach uh for the Rams so I think that's right also Zach Taylor who we're talking about did say today on Thursday that AJ Green and what else is he going to say but for what it's <laughs> worth AJ Green is healthy and playing and he's excited to have him aboard so uh, we assume Joe Burrow is going to the Bengals and we'll see if they grab another tight end or as Matt pointed out, since this class of wide receivers is so deep, a, a receiver. But I think you're right. Um, O-line um, and then maybe a backup running back, but they're probably going to stick to offensive players. So maybe maybe like a, a late round linebacker, maybe a third round linebacker. We'll see. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Next up, Dolphins, who a lot of people anticipate will take the second highest ranked uh quarterback in this year's draft to a tag tag of Iloa who apparent whose medicals have cleared many many reports about how his hip looks good he had a medical check at the combine those continue to come in I don't know how he's getting these checks but there's continued reports about them so it's anticipated obviously the Dolphins need a quarterback they'll probably grab him they also have um three picks in the first round, the fifth overall, the 18th, the 26th. And then they got two second rounders plus nine additional picks from the third to seventh round. So that is what 11 plus three, 14 picks overall in this year's draft. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely loaded. Of course, that was kind of their plan. And, you know, they've made some decent free agent signings here and there. So the dolphins are pretty well, set up do you buy uh any of the chatter though that you know they actually might like justin herbert better than tua are you are you in on you do buy any of that because i mean that's definitely out there at this point that is out there and i've seen the reports i mean anything will surprise me i don't fully buy it because if it to me sounds like well we are greedy for all the picks like we have 14 why not take more obviously 
I think that report is circulated so that if any teams wanted to trade up, like maybe the Chargers, who we're going to talk about next, uh, to grab Tua, anticipating that the Dolphins would get there before they could, then that would be in play, right? Like, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins traded down to get a different quarterback in exchange for a bunch more picks, because why not at this point? But I do think if they stay at number five, they're going to take Tua. I, I hope they do, because I, I like Tua as a prospect, and he seems like a like a great character, too, uh, for the league, like a good guy. So I, And, like, going to the rest of their offensive needs, like, their wide receiver core, it's certainly questionable, but they've got some they've gotten some they've got something to work with you know parker i think had a legit awesome year for them uh weird as that is to say i i think you can count on him to still play really well and preston williams also yeah. played really well as a rookie and then they have like two guys in the slot and hopefully one of them work out works out between isaiah ford and albert wilson obviously so i think they're definitely a candidate to add wide receiver depth but pair that with a pretty good tight end in mike gasecki like they've got something to work with from a pass catching standpoint they're uh, there. I think just similar to the Bengals is that they need a quarterback and then they also really need to add offensive line help. And they need a running back who can block as well. They got Jordan Howard. He's going to do a decent <laughs> amount of that. I, you know, I was talking when um, Eric Edholm and I did the rookie snapshot earlier in the week. We were talking about the Dolphins likely to take um, a running back, if not at the end ish of the first round, then maybe the second round. Um, I think now this guy isn't necessarily the best pass protector. So um, I think Deandre Swift would be a nice compliment to Jordan Howard. He liked yeah. either JK Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor. One of those two who are basically statistically, at least in 2019 neck and neck with one another um, similar style backs uh, though. Dobbins isn't nearly as fast as Taylor. Who's the former track standout, but you know, I had then asked him from the because he's, you know, plugged into these executive executives and scouts and stuff. And so I always wonder if when he's mocking, it's half his opinion and half information or intel that he's received. And so I was like, so then do you think that Jordan Howard was just like a depth signing, like nothing more than that? And he didn't fully say, yeah, it's a depth signing, but he did seem to say that like the Dolphins figured why not have him versus like versus Jordan Howard being out there on the regular like it is it is a, a real it, and it, it, there's a real shot that Howard could be like the RB3 here sure yeah I mean I think it was a good signing just because you really want to run it like Jordan Howard has his flaws no doubt about it but do you really want it back want to run it back with like Kalen Bellage and remember Patrick Laird remember when that was like Ah, you can oh, get yeah. excited about Patrick Laird and fantasy. Or Laird and, maybe, and Xavier yeah 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 and then you get you know 10 touches for 38 yards and sick sure. <laughs> i mean i mean a that lot was... of that had to do with the o-line though to your original point. oh yeah for for sure i mean they need their their running back situation like i said was just kind of a mess last year so i think if nothing happens for them in the draft then you can at least say hey we've got a competent vet here in jordan howard that isn't gonna outright embarrass us like Kalen balage and you know miles gaskins or, or whoever Oof. that one guy that they had who uh got arrested uh and and you know is got thrown off. Oh, Mark Walton, Mark yeah. Walton. Yeah. It was a tough, tough year for Miami backs. Indeed. Um, the chargers had three backs. One got hurt. One is now in Denver and the other one you're in love with and working out with on the regular, I guess. Um, but well, used to back when gyms were a thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Austin Eckler is now the premier one would assume RB one in Los Angeles for the chargers, but they've got 
other needs um, running back, obviously at the top. I'd love to see J.K. Dobbins be a nice compliment to Austin Eckler and not make Austin Eckler be an every down back. I don't really think he's built to do that. And I think Dobbins has that success at that goal of the goal at the goal line. And he really uh, performs well in short yardage situations, similarly to Melvin Gordon. And so I'd like to see him as the compliment. It could be Jonathan Taylor too, another Wisconsin prospect replacing Gordon. So that makes sense as well. Um, and obviously they need a, qu- a quarterback because I've, I'm still not a hundred percent buying that Tyrod Taylor is going to be the future of the squad or maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe they know something about whether or not we're going to have a season. And so they're figuring, let's just do this with Tyrod. Although reports came out again today saying that Cam Newton said he was open to negotiating with teams after the draft, which basically means, I mean, like, no dub. But to me, that means like, yeah, I know I'm going to get less money and I'll take it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that I do think that Tyrod should be like the odds on favor to be the week one starter for the Chargers. Who's going to be the week three starter? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing that we saw last year with or a couple years, years ago, ago with the Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's it's the exact same thing. And I think they're pretty likely to take a quarterback in round one. If they don't, I mean, that would be pretty shocking. Like to to open up, you know, your new stadium and like you're going to be on hard knocks with the Rams this year, whatever the hell that's going to be. I don't know. Are we all zooming in? Like I saw that. Oh, I saw God. that announcement. Like there's going to we're going to share hard knocks between the two L.A. teams. I'm like. One, no thank you. I don't find either one of these teams particularly interesting. Uh, two, what are we where, What are we doing here? We're all going to be uh, FaceTiming in to watch Hard Knocks? Uh, no thank you. Uh, so anyways, point being here, they're definitely, again, like, like these other two teams that we just mentioned, they need a quarterback and then they need to give that quarterback like a pretty good left tackle because mm-hmm. they solidified the right side of their line theoretically in free agency with Trey Turner and then Brian Balaga, but that the left side of the line is, is rough to look at on paper. And I agree with you that I think Eckler is in, in the modern NFL, like he's per, he's exactly what you want at the running back position. But I think you definitely want a grinder to take some of those, you know, maybe just 90 to a hundred carries away to make his life a little easier so that he's not touching the ball 350 times or something like that. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then I don't think they're going to draft Dobbins because Dobbins isn't going to just be like a 90 touch uh, yeah. guy. Yeah. So I, that's kind of, I don't want any, I don't want like any, like you said, Jonathan Taylor too. Like I want him to go to a backfield that he can own on his own. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to see it. I don't, I would hate to see one of the prospects that's really good in this draft, like come in here. And then like these two guys just screw each other. Like they both, both of their values get ended, get ruined here. Like maybe just give me. Give me a fourth rounder or something like that that, you know, has some pop, but not one of the best guys in the draft or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, well, th- I mean, that could be Zach Moss out of Utah. Yeah. Mostly because before the combine, people might have thought that Moss would go higher than the fourth round. But and actually, Adam Schefter uh, tweeted today that um, so Moss had in 2018, I believe he had an awful knee injury. And so it's a surgically repaired knee. He then, so so there's like some concern there. Plus he has a really violent running style, right? So like, could he re-injure that? And then at the combine, I believe it was during the vertical, he tweaked a hamstring, which is why his Mm -hmm. initial time was like four, seven on the 40. And then I think he ended up running a four, six, five officially at his second go. But like the point is 
injury concerns were a concern. And then he tweaked himself at the combine and now there aren't pro days. So he's a player whose stock is definitely trending down though. What I was about to say uh, about Adam Schefter, like um, according to Moss's agent, he, any of the teams that have looked at him have done full medicals. Again, I don't know how they're doing that. This is per the agent. Um, and his knee is fully, yeah. his surgically repaired knee is fully checked out and fine. But Moss could be a guy that they want to limit touches because of his violent running style, because of what he does at the goal line. And he could fall to, you know, the fourth round. That's not an impossibility. Yeah, I think that is all really fair. Let's move down to Florida. The Jaguars, well, we know what they need. They have offensively. It's Minshew Mania. That is made clear. They have the ninth overall pick in the draft, but I think they're probably going to focus on their defense. Um, they've had a fire sale basically on that side of the ball. They need a cornerback, um, an outside linebacker, a bunch of linebackers, frankly. Um, I don't, what, do you think they're going to grab anything that would get us jazzed um, from a fantasy perspective, at least in the earlier rounds? No, I think that they'll probably sprinkle in like a tight end and uh, just because, I mean, Tyler Eifert, come on, give me a break. Uh, and I think they'll also add, you know, maybe a depth wide receiver. They have a lot of intriguing guys. Um, D.D. Westbrook's a decent slot receiver and D.J. Chark is very impressive as their top guy and they're really really high on him but you know beyond that it's our favorite guy Keelan Cole and Marquise <laughs> Lee like yeah I, I think uh I think they'll sprinkle some receiver depth I think the most intriguing thing that they could do is like do they take a running back at some point pretty high because of all that Leonard Fournette is and maybe they just want to add some more juice there then I think that player at some point down the line could be mm -hmm. intriguing if Fournette was ever to get hurt which is an inevitability since he did not yes. get hurt last year uh, um, the Cleveland Browns are up next with the 10th overall pick. Um, but they did a lot of their work, obviously in free agency and in 2019. So I think, you know, the, the biggest splash that they made during the off season was signing Jack Conklin to the right tackle spot. Uh, they probably should get a left tackle. Cause we talked a lot about yeah. how Baker started getting a little bit nervous, um, after seeing all that pressure week after week and they got Austin Hooper, so again, I, I think they need like defensive depth here uh, after losing Schobert and letting what Christian, what's his name? Christian Kinkley go. Christian Kirksley. Kirksley. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Defensive depth here and like the most that they could, uh, they definitely need the left tackle. That's the thing we want to see from them the most because I really love the way this offense is set up under Kevin Stefanski. And um, I mean, there's just, they got two good wide receivers. They got a good tight end. They've got a great backfield. Like, I think two, the most good they, tight ends. Right. Yeah. Well, Joku, eh, who, who's to say? But um, yeah, but theoretically, they got two good tight ends. The most I think they could do is some wide receiver depth here because obviously there's some questions with Beckham, this, that, and the other. And their backfield is solid with Chubb and then, you know, Hunt. Yeah. 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 Jets. Oh, now here's a team that needs all the things. Yes. Here we go. You wrote an article <laughs> about the Jets, or they must have been one of the 11th overall. Um, they need wide receivers. We've been talking about it for weeks. I can make an argument for any of the top three receivers between Ruggs, Lamb, and Judy ending up in the Jets. I like Lamb the most. I think he has the most potential, and you can move him all over the field. But because I like him so much, I don't actually want him to end up with the Jets because I'd like to see him go to a place where he is sure to flourish, and I'm not sure that anyone can flourish at the, in this organization. Yeah, I mean, the Jets, 
I like you said, I wrote an article about the 10 worst wide receiver situations in the NFL. Uh, the Jets are number one on the list, and that's the spot that like everything else was kind of hard to figure out after that. Because look, there's a lot of problematic receiver cores, and like, how do you weigh a team like Cortland's or like the Broncos that have Cortland Sutton, but really no one else after them versus a team that you know has like the Patriots that have a bunch of guys but are any of them actually good right. you know, how do you weigh that well let me tell you what you could definitely weigh the <laughs> team in the in New York that doesn't have anybody I mean Jamison Crowder is a good slot receiver Brashad Perryman has played good football to end both of the last two seasons but th- there's not there's absolutely nothing behind that and I agree with you CeeDee Lamb I think is the best receiver in this class I think he has the most potential to be an actual true elite number one receiver. Whereas, yeah, I, I don't know if Judy has enough question marks that I'm not sure if he's that guy. Um, and then obviously Ruggs is, he's a speed guy. So I don't know that you're funneling 150 targets through him, but lamb, I think could be that player. So in theory, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. Like I want him to be someone's number one receiver. Just not the Jets. <laughs> not, yeah, just not the Jets. But do I, then, then the next couple teams after them, do, like, do I want him to be there? I don't know. It's, well, let's it's, go because this is the this is going to be like for fantasy purposes. This is the meat of the first round for fantasy players. You've, I mean, we know that we know that Burrow yes. and Tua are probably going to go in the top, you know, six picks whether it's the Chargers or the or the Dolphins. But now we get to talk receivers. So we've got Jets at 11. We've got Raiders at number 12. They're taking a wide receiver. I'd like it to be Jerry Judy. I think he fits nicely. But this has got to be a receiver here. And this is this team also must have been on your list of most needy yes. for the what? What would you call it? Bad, bad receiving cores? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the 10 worst wide ten receiver one, situations. Go. And I have the Raiders at two. Yeah. They're one of these. They're one of these teams that like, OK, they have Tyrell Williams, who's a good number two speed threat. They have a pretty good slot receiver in Hunter Renfro. But yeah, they so badly need a number one transformative player. I agree with you that I think from a timing offense, like West Coast offense perspective, like that the, the Raiders run under John Gruden, I think Jerry Judy's a, a great fit there. And it's just, again, I think that if you think about transformative number one receivers, that's what I think lamb is and i don't know if judy's that guy so but i I agree from the from a fit perspective this is where i'd love to see him end up and really they they, then then you kind of have something there right Mm -hmm. because then you have your number one receiver you got a good two in williams and you got a pretty good slot receiver in hunter renfro and a great young ascending tight end in darren waller and you've got jason witten right sure Yes, Jason Witten. I, I always, I always forget. Like every couple of days, I'm like, oh my god. Jason Witten still playing football, <laughs> and he's doing it in Vegas. Um, in theory. So I like Judy too because I think he has the potential to be that big slot, and he can move inside and out. And so, again, this was a point that Eric made on Rookie Snapshot. Like the team was all in on AB as we saw via Hard Knocks last summer. And while Jerry Judy is not AB, there is some overlap at least in usage between the two players and skill set. So that could maybe bring all of Gruden's thoughts together. So. We're on the same page so far. Now, normally it would have been another AFC team who'd pick 13th, but the Colts traded uh, for DeForest Buckner. So we're not going to talk about San Francisco, who has the next pick, the 13th pick, because they're an NFC team. And so we're going to slip. We're going to go down to pick number 15, the Broncos, Brett's team, another team that needs a wide receiver. And I, and I think you both want Henry Ruggs to go here and work his speed opposite Cortland Sutton. Yeah, I mean, this whole, like 11 to 15 because you've also got the the Niners in there like you mentioned 
uh, this is like wide receiver alley. Like I think all three of them are probably gone mm-hmm. by by the time the 16th pick comes around. Yeah, I, I think this I think this makes a, a lot of sense for for the Broncos to go with a speed receiver like that. But and they that's really their biggest need because again they're on this list too. They they came in I think number eighth on and on my list because again they have a great young star receiver in in Cortland Sutton and then I think you can maybe keep a tiny candle lit for Deshaun Hamilton. Cause you know, he's one of my favorites. And also he did, he did have 43% of his receiving yards in the final two games of the season, which you could say is a, is a, you know, either a positive or a negative hard to say, but after that, like there's it's dust. So yeah, I think rugs would be a great fit here. Just a quick note about the Broncos defensively. I know we're doing this more from a fantasy angle, but if in case anyone missed it in the news loop, there was a lot and yet nothing going on at the same time. Chris Harris Jr. out, instead A.J. Bouye in. So there are still questions about the uh, second outside cornerback spot for the Broncos. And their O-line needs a bunch of help, too. Can I can I do some little breaking news here? Hit it. Apparently, the rap sheet just tweeted out, sources, the Texans are in the process of trading for Rams wide receiver Brandon Cooks oh. on the move again. Cooks, my God, I hope you don't buy property ever, my dude, because you're always getting <laughs> traded. <laughs> but there's no nothing in terms of like, oh, it's apparently uh, John McClain now has it, the Houston beat writer. Texans acquire Brandon Cooks for a 2022 fourth round pick from the Rams uh for oh and a 20 sec yeah sorry That's they sent it? the 50s no 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 sorry sorry I, I misread it they're acquiring Brandon Cooks and that 2022 fourth round pick and the Rams are getting the 57th pick in this year's draft this year's draft okay yes all right so so that's a the, so they get a second, the second round rounder pick. all right that's that second round pick that yeah. they got from uh Arizona sick um, oh right th- right 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 I think that's a pretty I mean that's a good I think that's a pretty good move for both parties at this point I think, yes, and I also think from a fantasy perspective, I know everyone's going to be all over Cooper Cup. We'll talk about this, I assume, next week when we dis- when we discuss the NFC holes and needs. Um, but I like this for Robert Woods a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think they're also, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them next week. Okay, Patriots, number 23 overall. Um, and then <laughs> they have three-thirds plus eight late-round picks. Um, well, uh, they need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. <laughs> They need a wide receiver and they probably should get some pass rush. They also desperately need a tight end. Like, I think they're actually in worse. I think they're kind of worse off at tight end than they are at wide receiver. I mean, it depends on what kind of, of a tight end they're going to get. Right. There's just not. Yeah. There's not much in this year's class in terms of like instant impact tight ends. It seems like you've got that kid out of Notre Dame, right? Like that's, that seems to be the top of the heap. Yeah. And receiver is interesting too. Cause I mean, Edelman is still a relatively trusty vet. He's getting up there and there's health concerns, this, that, and the other. Sanu, I think, is a solid veteran when he's healthy. He played hurt all last year. And, I mean, he's not he's not great. He's definitely – that was still a terrible, terrible trade. Uh, but, you know, he's okay as a vet. And then, like, are you willing to completely give up on Nikhil Harry at this point? I think that's I, – I don't think he should have been a first-round pick. I don't think he should have gone before – AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. It's kind of funny to think about, about in hindsight, but yeah, I, I think that this team has struggled to evaluate college wide receivers. And I think there's a decent chance that they might stand pat with this core of receivers, which you know is probably also a big reason why Tom Brady's not playing there anymore. I, I think that is perfectly stated. I don't really have anything to add other than they, they are going to draft a quarterback. It depends which one of these guys after Herbert 
love hurts or yeah, really love or, or hurts um, yeah. are, are the ones that are who who is Belichick going to tap to be next? Because once I saw the Brian Hoyer signing, I was like, well, I, I Stidham is going to be from what I can the tell, guy. at least the week one starter. I I agree. Right. Like they might take a developmental player, but it seems like they're kind of high on Stidham, which is kind of weird. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's it. Kind of weird. All right. Um, who do we have next? The Ravens at number 28 overall. Uh, again, I think defense is where they're going. I mean, they got Calais Campbell, but they still need to beef up other parts of that defense. Um, and I do think they could take a wide receiver to complement the ones they have. And we, we obviously know that um, Smokey Brown did not play. Or I'm sorry, Marquise Brown did not play healthy all of last year, but we knew that he had a bit of a foot issue heading into the season anyway. Yeah, exactly. So they're also, yeah, I agree with you, number one, that they need some some pass rush juice and they have a great secondary, but but certainly need some some more help up front, uh, like the edge position or whatever. Um, and I also think they do need interior line help uh, after Marsha Yonder retired. That's certainly a way they can go. But yeah, from a fantasy perspective, like they, they traded their second tight end, uh, the guy they took ahead of uh, <laughs> their actual good tight end a couple of years ago in Mark Andrews. And then obviously – Wide receivers is a spot that I have. I have them on my list here too, and I actually have them pretty high. They're number they're number six in terms of the worst receiver cores in the NFL. Love Marquise Brown, but you know he's not. I, I think he has the potential to be like a Cortland Sutton, a guy that brings them up enough because he's a great young player. But behind that, there's Miles Boykin slated to be the number two receiver. We both like Miles Boykin mm-hmm. as a prospect, but there's a chance he doesn't work out. So I think you could see them definitely add another young receiver here because even after them it's Willie Sneed and then again dust so that's I think they need someone reliable like not one of these high catch radius guys like Boykin or speedster yes like Brown I don't think Justin Jefferson who we talked about is going to be on the board by the time the Ravens go for the wide receiver position but I do think that would be a a player like that would be a nice fit for them yeah, like I really love um, in terms of like the second round or whatever, like Michael Pittman is my favorite receiver in USC, that range. I, yep. Yeah, love that guy, but not a fit here uh, mm-hmm. because that, that's a big vertical threat that I actually think like I think he could end up becoming a number one wide receiver. But that like instant impact, I think, is going to be from a vertical threat perspective. So that's yeah, I agree. Like they're looking for someone maybe more underneath. I think Jefferson's a good call. But like you said, probably not going to be there available at the time. Titans. Uh, number 29 overall, plus they have one second, one third, and then four later round picks. <sighs> Maybe, again, from a fantasy perspective, we know that they probably should get a cornerback, some pass rush, um, the an, an offensive tackle would be good. I, I don't, I mean, when I look at the pass rush, like Vic Beasley ain't, ain't it. He, he ain't nope, never he been ain't it. it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there was that, there was 2016 weird year, but uh, that, that was, there was that year. Well, no, wasn't there also week two of last year against the Eagles where he like blew blew up Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah. But I think that we're looking at because Conklin is out and Dennis Kelly is in for their O-line. But I think from a fantasy perspective, they did part ways with Deion Lewis and Delaney Walker. So you've got um, the the young guy that we go, Johnny Smith. And so a backup running back or a compliment to Derrick Henry. Yeah, that was my thought too. Was I think they could take they could take a running back in the third, third or fourth round that we like. That not only are we kind of saying like, okay, this could be one of the best, you know, quote 
handcuffed guys in the league because they're that lottery ticket that if Henry ever gets hurt, Mm -hmm. man, this guy is, you know, whoever this theoretical running back is, is then launched into the spotlight in week six of fantasy. Fingers crossed. We're all doing shows and talking about, yeah, you got to go pick this guy up or whatever. And then also in 2021, uh, then we're talking, maybe this guy's the starter for the Titans, this theoretical rookie, because they've let Derrick Henry walk after his one year on the tag. So yeah, I I think there's, there's some juice there from like a long-term perspective. Also, maybe, maybe another wide receiver too could, could go here because they hit on AJ Brown last year. Corey Davis is like an okay. Number two, they have a okay slot receiver in Adam Humphreys, but if they really want to maximize the Tannehill experience, maybe someone with some deep speed, he doesn't throw the damn ball. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's maximize, <laughs> maximize the uh, Ryan Tannehill experience with like, I don't know, 20 pass attempts. Sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. Actually, you know <laughs> what? Don't take a wide receiver because we don't need A.J. Brown losing any looks his way. So I take it back. All right. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, they're stacked. Um, defensively, some older players who are, are going to be around, but we don't know for how long. So I imagine them looking at cornerback and, and pass rush again. Um, Chris Jones had himself a speech and a game during the Super Bowl. He had a nice speech in the locker room afterwards. But from, again, a fantasy perspective, running back, you know, there were times that Williams did his thing and McCoy was in there for a minute, but I don't really think there has been an Andy Reid uh, true workhorse in this backfield. And that's something that he is, you know, at least for the bulk of his career, kind of done. Um, and I do think yeah. Cam Akers could be that guy. So I think running back is definitely a need for them. I know that I, I read an article the other day that teams are now FaceTiming with prospects. And they're trying to figure out how to do yes. that, number one, which to your earlier point about like this, the archaic techno- tech at some of these NFL teams. Um, but so Andy Reid is like FaceTiming with prospects he's inter- interested in because if he didn't get the interview at the combine, then this is what you're doing. Um, and I do know he the, the team reached out to Jonathan Taylor. I don't think he's going to be a va- – like I don't see the Chiefs taking a running back at number 32 overall given the landscape and oh, no. you know what, what running back is worth these days. And by the time they pick in the second, I don't think Taylor will still be on the board. So I do think Cam Akers could fit here. Some people have comped him to Kareem Hunt. I don't, but, you know, that would make sense. Yeah, definitely a back like that in on the second day. Well, they did sign DeAndre Washington, so. Yeah, all those eggs, that basket. <laughs> yeah, sick. <laughs> uh, former teammate of Patrick Holmes. But, yeah, I mean, the, the reality is definitely that they're one of the most attractive running back landing spots in, in the entire NFL. If if a if a back get, gets drafted there, like get ready to take them mm-hmm. high in your dynasty rookie draft because that's what that it will be a very popular thing to do. All the touches. All right, quickly, there are four AFC teams that don't have a first-round pick. Let's go through those. Uh, the Colts, who I mentioned earlier, traded out of the first round um, for DeForest Buckner. So they need a quarterback. Even if they aren't, I mean, they've got Phillip Rivers for a year, but you have to imagine they're going to take uh, another quarterback in one of these later rounds just for developmental reasons. I don't know who that necessarily is. And good God, do they need a wide receiver? Yeah, they were right on the fringe of my top 10. I mm-hmm. kept them out of it because I think, I mean, T.Y. Hilton is a very good top receiver. Uh, Paris Campbell is at least still in, like teams like the Packers don't have a Paris Campbell, you know, like a young, interesting prospect. And then Zach Pascal played pretty good football last year when called upon. So, I mean, 
they're right. They were probably, they would probably be like number 11 in terms of the worst wide receiver situations in the NFL. I mean, uh, they could that- also run it back with Dontrell Inman. I don't know why you're avoiding saying his name. Well, I always, I leave that to you. That's, that's your boy. <laughs> that's your guy of all the, your boys, Liz. That's the <laughs> one. Uh, so yeah, but I think the Colts could definitely take uh, a wide receiver at some point in the draft. Texans. Well, they got a wide receiver. So there's, and no they ain't either. got, they ain't got a damn bit of picks now. I mean, no, is this going to, I mean, is David Johnson going to be the guy in Houston? <laughs> he better be the guy. I mean, they traded, <laughs> traded the best receiver in the league for him. But That's like true. also Duke Johnson is still there. Like who? Uh, oh, Mike Clay, ESPN's uh, Mike Clay uh, tweeted out like his projections. He's very good at projections and all that. Like I saw he, I mean, I, I saw him like he has uh, Duke Johnson catching more passes than um, David Johnson. And it's like, I, gu- I guess that's probably going to happen. But this is a, it's a really weird set of weapons now because it's Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb, uh, Kenny Stills. Like all those guys Kiki are cutie. Yeah, sort of. I don't know. Is he still in the doghouse? Uh, it's hard to say. And then you've got, you know, Duke Johnson and David Johnson in the backfield. It's kind of, if you squint at it, that's a pretty good uh, supporting cast. I didn't have, did not, even before the Brandon Cooks trade, I did not have them in the top 10 uh, in terms of worst wide receiver situations in the NFL because, again, like Stills is good, Fuller's good. Cobb actually played pretty well for Dallas last year, as good as you want in like a number three receiver. Um, and now Cooks, like, this makes it officially interesting until, of course, in week five, they're all hurt. And then they're as screwed as, like, uh, the Jets or whatever. Yeah, it's like a celebrity-driven reality show where all of the stars are second bananas. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those VH1 reality shows in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s where it's like, oh, yeah, you were that one guy from that that thing. It's like, oh, yeah, you're Brandon Cooks. You were that guy that was with the Patriots that one time and, like, Ah, uh, you're 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 Will Fuller. You're you're here sometimes, and yeah, you don't. You know, there's no leading actor. Steelers number forty nine overall. Um, they've got a third and four a third and four late rounders as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Steelers have been drafting quarterbacks much to the chuckling chagrin of Ben Roethlisberger year after year, <laughs> and I, I don't know for, for what it's been worth. Um. And then they need a running back, too. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't think that Jalen Samuels is not a running back. And James Conner can't yeah. stay healthy. And as much as I love Benny Snell, he's not very fast. That was very generous of you. Um, yeah, no, I think they could use a they could use some running back depth. And they could probably there use the same thing at, like, wide receiver. Like, James Washington, good prospect. Deontay Johnson, good prospect. Like those guys at different times flashed last year and they still have Juju. But like beyond them, they could maybe use someone to compete and push those two on the outside. And Eric Ebron, who's Ben's best friend now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were uh, they met up at a Christian marriage exciting facility like conference or whatever that the league apparently puts on every year. I mean, who does the best buddies? Who does it? Yes. Buffalo Bills, number 54 overall, one third and five late rounders. Um pretty good at wide receiver here I do think I like their running back core <laughs> as it is uh, yep. I like their backfield Agreed. I think Devin Singletary has awesome post hype sleeper whatever you want to call it like second year appeal in fantasy but I do think the bills because of those whispers when Melvin Gordon was on the move uh, are gonna grab a running back it just it depends how late and um, how good that guy is if he will actually threaten Singletary yeah, I agree. I think they're they're 
pretty good bet to add a running back, but like Singletary, if he's unchallenged in that backfield, I think it's one of like the best breakout candidates that's, this year. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is a, on paper, if Josh Allen cannot screw it up, this is a really, really good offense. So I, I definitely think that we'll care if they add a running back, but I'm kind of hoping that they don't because I think Singletary's good and like, let's just leave it alone. Same, same. All right. So that was AFC needs. Next week, we will be coming back on Friday to talk about the NFC new needs. Um, but in the meantime, subscribe to the Yahoo Sports new debate show. It's called Box In. I made an appearance the other day. Rumor has it that Matt is making an appearance on a Tiger King centric episode next week. Matt, you're welcome for introducing you to the Tiger King. And then yep. Matt first and person I, I heard it from, only person I heard it from. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it, just me. Yeah, just you. Um, and then Matt and I may debate each other on a future episode for a change because we never argue. Um, but boxed in, check it out wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Yahoo Fantasy. Don't forget to do those mock drafts. Tweet us about them. I want to hear where you're taking all the guys. No, I don't, but please do it anyway. Also, I'm at Liz Loza underscore FF, and that is at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And we are out until next week. Bye.